Good day. It's a Thursday. It's currently 9.45 in the morning. I hope you're doing well. Um, for people who are keen listeners, you might have noticed that a couple of weeks ago we didn't actually have an episode, and that's kind of made me feel like maybe we should just aim to record podcasts when there's something to say, rather than just doing it every week no matter what. Um, well, having said that, here we are. Another week, another episode, and I've got nothing to say, but that's the way it is. I've actually not left the house in a number of days, and that's not because I've got COVID or anything. I think that's just because, well, why would you leave the house when you can't do anything? I think the last time I left the house was just to offer moral support to a friend who wanted to get her tits pierced. That probably wasn't the nicest way of phrasing that sentence. Probably should have said nipples, but, you know... If the shoe fits, I feel like that's a true description, so we'll just run with it. And it was kind of a bit odd, because within about 15 minutes, she turned up, paid, organised a time slot, and got her nipples pierced. And as someone who's tried to get tested for the coronavirus, you know, the current disease plaguing the world, I couldn't even get a walk-in appointment for that. So how she's getting a walk-in appointment to get her nipples pierced and I can't get a walk-in appointment to get a coronavirus test, I don't know. But more power to her, I guess. Um, that is where capitalism has kind of let us down. Uh, not that I'm a communist. Um, in fact, I was actually in Bristol, speaking of communists, that's probably the largest population of communists in the world, it probably resides in Bristol, all with blue hair. But... I was sat in the middle of, what is it, Castle Park, and there was two students to my right, both females, and and this, obviously I was earwigging, but I was there alone, it was the end of the summer, I was just kind of taken in the, the surroundings, um, and I overheard their conversation where, and I, I this isn't made up, they were both student nurses, and one of them was spending so much money on university that the only way for her to afford all the extra things, like going out and buying new clothes and things like that, was to get a online sugar daddy. So, from what I could make out, she never actually met these people. She probably just sent them a sock every other day or whatever people do online now. But I guess that's where we're at. And that's fine. You know, the government have blocked a pay rise to nurses and doctors again, in the middle of a pandemic, after clapping for them for for several weeks. Uh, But luckily, there are sugar daddies out there. Luckily, there are some perverts across England that are prepared to step up and support the NHS in their hour of need. And, you know, that's fine, apparently. In the same park, at the same time, on the same day, I was listening to two guys to my left that were talking about how they had been abducted by aliens, or at least one of them was. The other one didn't say anything. It was one of those friendships where it was like, one of them would talk for an hour and a half, and the other one would sit there and say nothing. And I don't know how you say nothing when your friend is claiming that he got abducted by aliens, but maybe it was a therapist. I don't know. But he was saying that his evidence was that him and his whole family had been abducted on different occasions. And I kind of felt like walking over and tapping him on the shoulder and being like, does that not just suggest your family are mental. And it's not that I don't believe in aliens. Aliens probably, well, aliens almost definitely exist. In fact, 
I would go as far to say aliens could have even visited the planet. But the chances of them visiting Kenneth in Bristol, you know, the failed DJ, um, probably quite small. I feel like they might choose some other targets first before resorting to Kenneth. Not that I know that he was a DJ, but chances are, you know, if he's in Bristol, a DJ, a skateboarder, he owns a clothing brand or a drug dealer, I guess. I guess they're the only options. And not that I don't like Bristol. Hey, I love Bristol. I'll visit Bristol whenever I can. Um, It's a very creative place. But let's all be honest. It's... Every family has the weird kind of wayward child that goes off and, you know, you get... It's funny that I'm describing this because I am this wayward child. You get, you know, the two children that go to university... Um, hair, you know, very switched on, head screwed on tight. They know what they're talking about, and then you get the other kid that just seems to be a fuck up, and that seems to be Bristol. It seems to be the fuck up of England, but in a in a positive way. You know, I'm a fuck up, but not so much so that I'm selling drugs or you know I'm in prison. I just seem to be going a slightly different path than to a lot of other people. And I feel like that's what Bristol is. Um, although, that you know, it, it mainly consists of people selling drugs. I'm pretty sure it's the most cocaine-using... I don't know if that was the right grammar, but the most cocaine-filled city in Europe. I might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere, and it really wouldn't surprise me. And it's probably got the highest percentage of of communists, if we're going to move back onto that subject, as in that you never see old people into communism anymore. You, it's just young people with blue hair, which is weirdly accurate. I was actually in Oxford and I saw the Communist Party waving a hammer and sickle flag, doing like a little presentation in the middle of uh, South Park. Um which is funny that they moved to South Park. Now, people probably don't know Oxford very well, but it's kind of way out of the city centre, kind of a, a little bit further away from the unis. It's near Oxford Brooks, but it's away from the main unis. And I think that's just because they know that if they were in the centre of Oxford, they would get shut down by probably every other fucking clever cunt that lives in Oxford. <clears throat> um, you know, more dreadlocks than in Jamaica. It It was just... What a mess. I feel like it should be, to have the hammer and sickle should be as offensive as the swastika, but for some reason it's not. You know, If we're just going to go on deaths alone, then why anyone can get away with wearing a hammer and sickle hoodie, I don't know. And it's always these university students, and it's weird because they are the last people in the world that know about sharing a workload. As in, I haven't visited a uni house yet that has had a clean kitchen. I actually stayed at one not long ago and I was sofa surfing. People who listen to this podcast frequently might know what I'm talking about. They were reasonably clean. Their kitchen was pretty clean. Um, you know, that was probably the best I've come across. But having said that, it was a house full of girls. So I feel like they are slightly more likely to stay on top of the cleaning. Oh, God, that sounds so sexist, but I really didn't mean it like that. I just mean that they are not slobs, unlike men often are. Um, In fact, when I visited my guy mate in Bristol, 
as in there isn't a drying rack. It's just drugs. You know, they don't have a sofa. They just have drugs. They don't have a bed. They just have drugs. And now that might be a slight exaggeration, but probably not too far away from the truth. So why they think they can share, you know, the workload of society, but they can't come to an agreement as to who should clean the kitchen, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but apparently it does. Um, We should just give it one more go. What we should do is just section Bristol off as just a country within a country. It's almost like the Vatican or whatever, and just let them run through their communist test and and we can just use it as a little sandbox, you know, a little testing area and just see what goes on. Because I, I have a feeling that within two years, instead of people, you know, listening to podcasts like this one, driving around, you know, delivering Amazon parcels, they will instead be mining away in the gulags while listening to me talk about two fucking drug addicts talking about how they got abducted by aliens in the park. So if you're listening to this and you're currently working in a gulag, Write in. Send us an email. Head over to therabbitsociety.com. You'll be able to contact us via the About page. Let us know. Um, I'm not expecting any emails anytime soon, but I think within maybe three, four years, Bristol could be the the communist capital of the world. And I'm excited to see how it go- how it turns out. Maybe maybe they'll reach utopia. Maybe it will just degrade into some horrible scheme where everyone's selling out their family members. Uh, and killing each other for an extra piece of bread. Who knows? Um, I guess we'll have to wait and see. While I was there, um, there was a big movement, a huge movement launched by uh, Kim Kardashian. Huge, revolutionary, some would say, against Facebook and Instagram. Now, Facebook and Instagram, um, clearly immoral structures. If you have either of those things, as in we... The Rabbit Society has an Instagram account. You can follow it if you want. But I, I think we even say in our bio, you don't have to. Because to be honest, we don't really want to be running a business on a platform that we don't really agree with that much. And I don't think in five years, Instagram is going to look, be seen as something positive. And especially in the long distance future, if we're talking about in 50 years time, Instagram is not going to be seen as a positive uh, thing on the planet. I don't think it will exist. And I think people will have memories of it that aren't fond. Let's put it that way. I've already mentioned in one of the episodes that I got an advert for a fake friend, an AI friend on Instagram. Now, why on a social Okay, a social media app. The whole point of social media is to be social. And for some reason, they are advertising non-human social interactions. That should maybe raise eyebrows a little bit. I think Facebook as well is the, the number one source of child pornography in the world. How many people have seen beheadings? on Facebook, some fucked up videos of people getting hit by cars or whatever, get bullied, Facebook live streams of people hanging themselves, as in the the website is clearly a negative force on the human race. And a lot of people know it. Kim Kardashian apparently knows it because she took a stand. Now, you might be thinking, well, what did she do? Did she delete a Facebook account? Did she 
create a petition? Did she, you know, maybe talk to President Trump like her husband did uh, about this monopoly company? No, 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 she didn't. She, she didn't use Facebook for a day. That was her protest. Now, it's hardly a hunger strike. It's slightly different to a hunger strike. It's not exactly... It doesn't have the same oomph as, you know, the suffragettes going on hunger strike. But apparently, you know, I don't really know what to say to that because the fact that that was her way of standing up against Facebook suggests that there are people on Facebook that are going to be significantly moved by that action. You know? It it must be that there are people on Facebook who will be angry enough that they're not getting their daily dose of Kim Kardashian, that they are going to suddenly start revolting against Facebook. And I don't know why I expected anything more. It's more than what Trump's done, or a lot of other people have done. At least she did something. But it just seems, you know, imagine the Nazis taking over England now, you know, and and rising up and people going, no, this isn't right. This isn't right. We need to stand up against this. What I'm going to do is not be a Nazi for 24 hours. Thanks very much. That helped. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing using Facebook and Instagram to being a Nazi. They're very two different things. However, if you agree that the nature of those platforms are fucked up, then you have to act like they're fucked up. And I'm somewhat of a hypocrite when it comes to this, I guess, because I have an Instagram account. Not only do I have a personal one, but the one for the Rabbit Society as well. But like I said, we don't really use the one for the Rabbit Society. It's kind of there passively. We might upload once every five, six days or something. But that's more the fact that, you know, if... If you're a company, you need to have a social media account. That's become a depressing state of affairs. But I guess it's the way it is. And I've deleted Twitter. I've deleted Facebook. Um, and I'm I'm really on the verge of deleting Instagram. I don't know. I don't know. I might do it eventually. Who knows? But what a fucked up platform. Do you know what I mean? What a fucked up platform. Um... And I guess that's it. I'm going to start bringing it to an end because I don't really have much else to say. I was going to talk about the fact that I did do psychedelics in Bristol, but I think I should probably approach that a little bit more sensibly. Um, I don't think they're things that you should do recreationally. I think there's a lot of value to be had um, from using mind-opening drugs, I guess is one way of phrasing it. But uh, I guess now's not the time or place to have that conversation maybe it'll come up in a later episode um but if i were to set up a uh, cliffhanger if i were to set up a cliffhanger i'll probably say that when i did do psychedelics in bristol i came across a woman shitting just on the i guess what you could say on the pavement it wasn't really a pavement but it was at the same time and there were there were plenty of other antics that took place so i guess if you're interested in hearing that conversation then you can just sit tight and uh, more detail will be uh, coming soon. I'll probably have that conversation with my mum, just because uh, it's always good to get an outside view with those things. Um, But for now, if you want to support the podcast, yet again, and I say this every time I record a podcast, I really don't expect you to, because 
as in what shite have you just listened to when you think about it. So I'm not expecting you to support it, but if you want to support it, then head over to therabbitsociety.com forward slash TRS podcast. It's actually been changed. If you go to rabbitsociety.com forward slash podcast, it will still load. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. I had to change the website slightly. But if you head over to there and use any of our sponsored links uh, to Nike or to End or to Size, any of those companies, um, then we get a little percentage kickback to us so we can keep this thing going. Um, and I guess that's all I've got to say this week. I hope it wasn't a complete waste of time. I'm sure it probably was. But uh, stay safe. Lots of love. I'll see you next week.